You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. There was an idea. The idea was to bring together a group of remarkable people. See if they could become something more. I have an army. We have a Hulk. This is the Marvel Tribe, brought to you by Walt's Apartment Podcast and the Diz Insider. Avengers! Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Marvel Tribe. We're a group of excited and passionate individuals who have come together to share our love of all things Marvel. We are brought to you by Walt's Department Podcast and the Disinsider.com. I'm so honored to be joined by this group of amazing Marvel nerds. From the big screen to the small print, feel the pulse in your chest so you know you're alive. One team, one love. It's a Loki edition of. Marvel Tribe. The Marvel Tribe. Marvel Tribe. Marvel Tribe. Here we are. Sunday night. We're thinking, we we, we have all this time. What are we going to talk about? Then, boom, they drop Loki on us Wednesday night. We had to wait four days to actually talk about it. How are you? How how, are you guys? Well, we've been talking, but how you all doing? David, how you doing, friend? Dude, I'm... uh... I, I wasn't gonna say I'm glorious, but I think that line yeah. is reserved for somebody else. Um, I'm 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 happy. I'm I'm stoked that we are getting another Disney Plus Marvel edition series, and this is the one I I'm I'm really anticipating, waiting for, and I have not been disappointed. I'm I can't okay. wait to get into this. So, okay, Chris, how you doing, buddy? Disney done differently. Chris Alardi, how you doing, my friend? I am burdened with glorious purpose. There we go. There we go. <laughs> there he is. And then we have the one and only podcast princess herself. Sam, how are you? Oh, good. I I really enjoyed this episode, and I can already anticipate so many twists and turns. I just can't wait. Oh, yeah. I was talking today like my sons were over. We were talking. He's like, did you know about Lady Loki? And I'm like, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. So David was telling me before we started that, yeah, I it was really good. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was I did not understand the first time I watched it on my phone just by itself. But then I watched this morning again on a big screen and actually like, damn, this is really good. And Hiddleston's hilarious as hell. So it made it, I, the whole thing was entertaining to me. And I'm, and I'm have seen all over the internet. Are they going to get, are we going to get a wow from Owen Wilson sometime in this? We better I hope we don't. <laughs> you hope we don't. <laughs> no, keep the integrity the of the character. Time, for the first I'm time in Owen Wilson's career, uh, he yes. is a character. Yes. Not, great. Not he did fantastic. Owen Wilson in a yeah. character. Yep. I agree. Keep the integrity of the character. Don't yeah. do it just for the laugh actor. The, so when the, we Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. The key for me, Owen Wilson, this character, Mobius, I didn't think Owen Wilson at all. I thought he 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 was actually showing me a character Mobius. And so if he does that well, I mean he pull he he will pull me out of of what they're creating. So I hope he doesn't do that. I said Mobius, Mobius on the live stream on Wednesday. <laughs> and Sean's like, he has the same first and last name. He has the same first, middle, and last name. Mobius M. Mobius. Yep. Yeah, he's oh, Mobius, Mobius, Mobius. Well, that's a good name. Um, he might not so, be real. <laughs> <laughs> Is any of this real? I'm so confused. So, so 
when we did WandaVision and when we did Falcon Winter Soldier, we had Sam do a breakdown before and kind of give the whole recap. It's been four days now. So if you haven't seen it by now, there's no there's no need for a recap. So we're gonna dive, we're gonna dive right into it. Before we get started on with kind of we're just gonna start from the beginning and just work our way through it. Can each of you tell me, besides Loki, what character stood out to you the most that you that you enjoyed? Just real quick before we get into the breakdown. David, who 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 kind of jumped out at you like, okay, this that guy's cool or that, that lady is good? So I don't know. B B B fifteen or B sixteen or B fifteen. B fifteen, I believe. Yeah, yeah. B fifteen yeah, is is an interesting character and stuff. Um, the actress herself is amazing. She's she's doing a lot of sci fi and comic book stuff. Um, for those who don't know, she uh, act at a cross from the actor who's going to be playing King the Conqueror in a HBO show, and I can't remember the name of the show, but it was a great. Show it was um I can't I'll come back to it but yeah she's 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 great so I, I okay. think she's gonna have a bigger role and stuff so Sam how about you who was a kind of a standout character um I want to okay so it's not I wouldn't say standout but just somebody who like rubbed me the wrong way I guess okay. was the judge like there there's more to her than. Uh, there's more to her with with uh, Mobius, I think. They kind of had a little weird kind of chemistry there. I thought that was weird. Yep. In my yep. opinion. But yeah, mm-hmm. so. mm. Look at you. Look at Chris Lardy over here just thinking. Uh-huh. Just, just, see, I don't yep. know I mean, what's going on, but you guys probably all know what's going on. So. <laughs> they said her name. I mean. <laughs> um, uh, David, I mean, who is it? I don't know who that is. Chris, I met Chris mentioned Chris, somebody. you know who it is. Chris, you know who it is. I, I could be completely wrong, but she I don't think been... you are. Is it Mephisto? No, <laughs> it's, not not Mephisto. it's not Mephisto. <laughs> it's not Mephisto, but the judge is actually um connected, very well connected to Kang the Conqueror. Yeah. Um uh he was um he he was a love interest with her. Um okay. So we'll see that, but that's that's for a, a later part, I guess, in our discussion. Who is your yes. character that you that you that you enjoyed or didn't enjoy? So my character, Sean, you're going to shake your head probably, but um, it was actually Herbie, the robot. So <laughs> in the scene, so in the scene when um, when Loki's having his clothes taken off and put into the prison garb, mm-hmm. that robot is Herbie from the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fantastic Four and She-Hulk and Loki are the only people to stand trial with the TVA. Mm-hmm. Fantastic Four are the only ones to escape. Yep. So mm-hmm. when I saw that robot, I could care less what it was doing. <laughs> I saw the future of Fantastic Four tie-in. So, Be- being an outsider on this, I-, I enjoyed Casey. I thought he was funny. <laughs> I thought he was great. Yeah, <laughs> he's like. The whole Infinity Stone scene, and then like he got me. He's I'm not gonna do anything until you basically tell me that. I don't know. I, I thought he was. I thought Casey was great, and the guy that and the guy that wouldn't take a ticket, which I thought was hilarious. Oh, the the was the Wall Street son of Morgan. Yeah, yeah. That Did was, you that notice was Casey's pocket throughout the show? No. So he, he has did. two pens, right? And as the show progresses, the pens are leaking. And towards oh, the yeah. very end, he has a huge ink spot. Yep. Yeah. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Yep. And you know they don't film it chronologically. So <laughs> that's in a very well thought out part. Okay. So let's get into this show. So um, 
starts off uh, starts off in New York. Yeah, from 2012. 2012. Um, so Avengers kicking butt. Uh, Loki, you know, sent the attack on New York, and they it picks right up when they capture him. Which I, I wish they showed Hulk smash scene, but they didn't. They showed where they all kind of surrounded Loki, and they caught him um, in the tower. And they're they fast forward to the elevator scene where Loki kind of waves the you know first he mocks Steve Rogers by imitating him, and then he waves like a little you know bye bye RC later to Hulk and stuff. Hulk obviously gets mad because he can't ride in the elevator. We go downstairs, and then that's where the future adventures are you know coming to kind of try to steal the Tesseract. It goes wrong. The Tesseracts get kicked out of the box. Loki sees it and there's his chance. This is the first occurrence when the original timeline Loki ends and the variant Loki begins because he picks up the Tesseract and does a big no-no. And so then it shoots him off into uh, the Gobi Desert. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So this is where, yeah, he comes into the Gobi Desert and he sees some of the local natives there who were, you know, he, he jumps in like he's Loki. Hey, I'm, you know, I'm here burning with glorious, you know, his glorious <laughs> purpose speech. And they're like, uh, who, who the hell are who you? The, who the hell are you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I so, thought it was very well done when he grabs the Tesseract and the screen goes black. Yeah. You hear their voices of where's, <laughs> where's Loki? Loki? Where's Loki? They're calling for him. I thought that was like, really, like he's going to answer. I thought yeah. that was funny. Where's Loki? Loki. <laughs> and yeah, no. then once he's in that desert, we see the TVA come and well, the, the timekeeper, right? And yeah, the Minuteman comes through the Minutemen. Yes. And Minutemen. that was the moment where they were like, this was a Nexus event. So did they didn't call it a Nexus event though, did they? No, they no, just so, kind of they just kind of men in black it after they were done. There's that thing down to erase everyone's kind of memory that was hers. That's so kind, when, kind of what I got out of that, you know. Yeah, so when B15 came through, she was looking at her her time tracking uh, device, which was showing it's stable. So the new timeline still stable, but it was an event that they absolutely need to have dealt with. But it didn't cross the red threshold and stuff. The red threshold is where chaos happens and stuff. So it's it, it was one of those things where this is it's teaching us and showing us what's going on, and we're I think we're going to see some events that crosses. The, I'm just saying, in the future we're going to see timelines where it's going to cross that red line. We're going to see the unstable, the the instability and stuff. Okay, but, so so it would be an interruption and not necessarily a nexus event. Then correct. Gotcha. Yeah. So he so uh, yeah so. Um, so the timekeepers show up, you know, B-15, who's, you know, she's like the lead uh, head, you know, hunter and stuff for these uh, variants and um, hits him with the stun gun slow-mo <laughs> device. 16th time, I thought that, yeah. <laughs> which I, I loved. I Oh, my gosh. I mean, he she whapped him, and we got to watch it in slow motion, but he <laughs> felt it in real time, and he slapped, she slapped the collar on him. Which uh, is controlled by what's called the time twister, which you know, Chris, you want to say you know, time twister is, is something different in the comics. A little bit. But... <laughs> it's an actual being. Yeah. But uh, oh, on, yeah, it's an actual person. But uh, but just on on that uh, device that she had, the TV mm-hmm. card, I guess yeah. you would call it, right? Um, at the very bottom, it does say uh, 
it says Loki, and then it says 616 next to it. Mm-hmm. So that starts my first of the Easter egg of this show starting. But then I'm enamored by why is her gun purple? Right? Or hers, yeah, hers is purple, and the other two uh, soldiers or Minutemen mm-hmm. is orange. Mm-hmm. And she's as, as no. Um, so my theory is that purple purple eliminates you oh eliminates you from the thailand i'm not i don't know if this is fact just by from what i saw like they do it to the gentleman in in the courthouse um he gets eliminated by purple um when they reset the time with that little bomb it was orange Hmm. so orange is a reset and purple is a chris is a nerd so, Chris so Chris, is our nerd, though. So but, let me, and we're and we're so damn glad to have you because I would I didn't know just what color it was. I had no idea. So so let me put this out there though. So so Marvel Studios ha- actually has a uh, color continuity expert when it comes to the powers that are shown in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. There, why does that job exist? It has because different colors of powers and stuff absolutely do mean certain things and stuff wow. and so they okay, have but i want that job yeah, no oh, doubt right can i, I don't get that job? i don't i don't want that job can you imagine if you fluff that <laughs> oh, <laughs> billion dollar <laughs> productions like i don't want that job no way wow you do everything you do well it's fine it'll be great <laughs> i yeah so they have that so they have a color you know continuity expert and stuff that they you know every you know if it's a marvel production and stuff and it deals with you know any power source or magic or anything else it the it, the color that it is is there's a there's a reason why it interacts the way it does. So and so, speaking of interacting, going right into the next scene as they bring Loki into the TVA. Oh yes, um, and they change the Marvel logo to green. Though they've mm-hmm. been talking about talking yes. about color, but right then they switch the thing. They bring up Marvel Studios and switch you into the Marvel lo- logo of green. We're talking about color continuity. Go on, sorry. No, no, that's fine. Um, <laughs> she's holding the Tesseract. That in the desert is glowing bright, bright blue. And mm-hmm. once they're in the TVA, it's a dull, not yeah. even illuminated. Because we learn later that there's no magic, no outside power influence that works right. in the TVA. They use infinity stones as freaking paperweights. <laughs> okay. so, so, uh, so Sean asked me earlier before we actually started. The we can show, get into it at that time. That's fine. If you want to get into it when we get to that no, part, we can. No, we, or, we, it now. We might, as well, okay. might as well get into it now. We're touching bases on it. On it and, stuff. Right. And, and I think it's a common question that a lot of fans are having stuff. It's like, that's what I've been how? thinking since Wednesday is what the hell? Why did we even have these 22 movies? If, if they may, if they meant nothing and the way you explained it to me totally yeah. made sense. So, <laughs> So basically, I'll explain it to you like this because it's really not something people should expend a whole lot of uh, of, of brain power in thinking about and stuff. But so think of it in this easy term, like so the the affinity stones are kind of like batteries, right? And let's just take a CD player. Um, If a battery outside of the CD player, it's just a battery. It's just a thing. It can be a paperweight. You can throw it at someone, hit them, or hurt them. But that's it. That's the extent of its power. But you put it inside of a container. Then that's where the power flows and stuff. And the TVA in that scenario is outside the container. Okay. So if you think about it in those terms, it doesn't diminish the power of the affinity stones. It's just telling you it's the the affinity stones are outside of its container. 
and which is the actual universe because the TVA is not inside yeah. of that that sacred universe. So they're outside of the realm where Correct. they have have any. But you put those Infinity Stones back in the container and the power comes back on. So Loki should have snatched a few. (laughs) But he had to get out of the TV. Fill his pockets with some Infinity Stones. (laughs) Can I ask a question, even though it's kind of out of out of time here on and the thing before I forget to ask this? I wanted to I asked my son this and he kind of gave me his answer, but I want you guys to give me your guys' opinion. TVA, they handle time, they do all that stuff, they keep time going the way it's supposed to, correct? Mm-hmm. Why didn't they stop the snap? Because it was supposed to happen. That's exactly what he said. Correct. Okay, that's exactly. So, yes. Okay, thank you. So the, the TV, the TV is—they're not judges on what's good and bad. They could no, care less. Yeah, yeah. The timekeepers uh, were created to and sent back to preserve actually themselves, not time. Correct. So you have to think of everything that's happened and going to happen. Mm-hmm. Aside from interruptions from the timeline, as like a predestined okay. action. Perfect. Well, well, you've seen you've seen this already. Um, the death of Peggy Carter. <laughs> There's two versions of Steve carrying that casket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> and I mean, Loki even asks the judge. He says, "Well, you know, why didn't anybody stop the Avengers from going back?" And um, she said, well, that was supposed to happen. Fair. Okay. So there everything is predestined. Okay. Moving yeah. on in the in the in the, the show here. So we get the Loki opening, we get the Loki credits. Is this when he drops down in front of the robot? Or is this yeah, it, yes, right? He yeah, they, in front of- they bring him through, they bring him to the TVA, and we get a little Easter egg. Uh, and I I call I think it's Easter egg. Uh, we get, uh, we, we see uh, a lady in a blue dress. Well, no, we first thing we see is a scroll. So we see a scroll in the tracksuit. Um, the guy even you know, says he's a deviant scroll. He's, uh, he's identified as a deviant scroll and stuff. And then we see, we kind of see this flash of a, a lady in a blue dress. I, I, I don't, that's I don't, not yet. That's later, isn't it? After he gets that, that's after he steals the, the time twister from Mobius. Is it actually uh, still the time? Yeah, it's, it's when he's in the hallway by himself. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're right. That's okay. that's ahead. We'll we'll get to that part. Leading the blue yeah. dress. Uh, but yeah, we see the scroll. You know, mm-hmm. and we're like, oh, okay. Hey, scrolls are infecting the infecting. They're all over the the Marvel uh, Marvel universe right and now. Tracksuit, just like um, uh, <laughs> right. Captain Marvel. Yeah, yes. So um, this, this deviant may have came from the '80s era where Captain Marvel was shot. So. <laughs> But yeah, you guys so, knows way too much stuff, man. I I just I barely noticed it was a scroll, and you guys know some what he's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, track, track shoes is very a decade oriented thing. That's yeah. true. That's very true. Exactly. I've had a tikini. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So after wow. he gets changed into his uh, his his clothing into the prison wear, um, he's then dropped again into a room where he is. Presented with everything he has ever said. Wait a second, Chris. Let's back up real quick. Who did he meet when he his clothes got changed? You just told us before we went on. So oh, who was so the, who was the robot? The, the robot is, and, and this is in fact, but it's mm. it's almost identical to the look of Herbie, who's the robot who's connected to the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, cool. Yeah. So then he gets clothes melted off, fine ass guardian leather gone, dropped down into the into the screen with a huge ass big old pile of papers. 
I could Sorry. care too. Go ahead. I don't Go ahead. care about the papers. Just there was a flurkin sitting on the floor. <laughs> yeah, there was. And a, and a picture of him on the cup. <laughs> if if Casey doesn't know what a fl- fish is, I know he doesn't know what a cat is. That's a flurkin <laughs> that is sitting on the floor. Absolutely. Yep. So yeah, so they that one. So hey. So he had to sign. Yeah, he had signed some um, paper documents uh, acknowledging this was everything he's ever said in his pure existence. And I, I love the fact how, as he was like questioning it, it the the uh, scan was it not Scantron. Where are those printers? Those that was a open. that was a data printer. Dot, dot, dot matrix printers. Dot matrix. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah printed yeah. out. Yeah, his his confusion words, and so he just signed it, and then he got dropped in to where the was it the soul chronometer or. Yeah, with the with the guy asking him, are you are were you did you are you a robot? Are you do you state you're not a robot? You have what's called a soul. A a little bit of an existential crisis. He was like, well, what happens if I am a robot? Yes, absolutely. Then it'll melt you. It'll melt you. It'll melt you. I'm like, damn. Okay. Oh, I loved it. Uh, Yeah, there's that moment of pause. I think we all would have had that moment. Such a weird, absolutely weird thing. I think I would have too. I I don't I don't think I would want to go through that machine and stuff. So. But yeah, he went through it, and you know, they, it printed out his aura, and his aura is red. Um, I'm sure there's some relevance to that because uh, they talk about um, your um, your temporal aura and their signature. You leave your signature and stuff, uh, so it kind of helps them track things down and stuff because you can leave your signature on things and items and stuff like that. So yes. and they talk about that a little bit yep. in, in in the show. We'll get to that part. Yeah, that was nice that it produced a Polaroid picture yeah. <laughs> that comes out of this machine. Oh, yeah. um, so, do you guys long... know what a red aura means? No, did you look I'll it up? You... you want to tell us? Okay, well, <laughs> I oh, this is this is something that's like in my wheelhouse. So, a red aura is is a person who likes to live in their physical reality. They like to manipulate their environment. So him being the, you know, trickster, he likes a tangible reality Hmm. and he likes being able to see, touch, hear, and taste his physical world. So right now that's not going to be working for him in the TVA. Right. Cool. He, He can't manipulate his reality. Not well, he's yet. starting to. Well, he's not, starting to. Not yet. He, he'll figure this out. He, oh, oh yeah. he will. He will. So the line about "Are you not? Um, are are you not a Klingon? Or I don't know what robot." robot. Yeah. <laughs> um, that took me right back to Klingon, uh, <laughs> which is the robot that's been created that will destroy us all. <laughs> Ex Bucky, but anyway, not Bucky from Marvel either. But anyway. <laughs> um, the um, Tony Stark answered his phone and uh, saying that you're not speaking to a live person. You are speaking to a, I forget the exact words. I wish I had written it down, but it's uh, uh, a, a basically a robot of himself. Mm-hmm. And you've seen him do that multiple times. Tony Stark do that. Mm-hmm. And you've seen Loki do that. Mm-hmm. Where Loki's not a robot, but he's walking with Thor and then leaves the reality, right. um, which will go into another part when we you see the flashback when he throws the Thor throws the rock to his brother who needed him to be there. Yeah, right? but, oh yeah, uh, he projected yeah. his illusions, Mister Trickster, little yep. yeah, scamp, but, the scamp. So we, yeah. 
So we my favorite on. part. Oh, my favorite part is the next next scene is believe it or not the cartoon had Miss, so much Miss Minute. Yeah. Yes. Miss Minute oh my gosh. So much. Number one, I never thought it would have the southern uh female drawl accent, which I thought was excellent. Um they did a good job with that. Um but that um cartoon of the war. Um so that was the Cree versus the Nova Corps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And if you look in the back right corner there titan. is one of yes they're on titan mm-hmm. so uh the kree and the nova Corps um had a battle for th- a thousand years and i know for a regular common viewer that scene was just a little clip and they moved you, on you want to tell me what you, you want me to tell you what i thought about that whole what, what where my head went in that scene mm-hmm. To Jurassic Park, when the when you know when they're explaining in Jurassic Park, Mr. About the, DNA, Mr. It, it, it reminded me exactly of that scene, like with the little thing there, and I'm like, am I? This is just like Jurassic Park. This is great, but I know it had nothing to do with Jurassic Park, but that's where my head went. And then obviously the guy that with the ticket I thought was funny too. The guy that didn't take a ticket because he was trying to be cool. Then yeah. he got he got melted from. Yeah, but go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. But. No, and and then just the the genius in writing. Where I don't know if you caught it, but she actually says um, that within the timeline there is madness and and multiverse. Yeah, and I'm like, you tell him you wrote that in purposely, <laughs> right? Oh, there. I, I I was like, an, I eked. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's not one universe in the sacred timeline. There's a multiverse that the timekeepers are keeping on the sacred timeline and stuff, mm-hmm. and they want to keep it stable. They don't want people crossing and mixing the multiverses and stuff. But I, I do have to say, like, it, I, I, the goal of, you know, uh, Miss Minute and including Mr. DNA, uh, I mean, they, they've even said before, it's, it's how you teach children with, through cartoons and stuff. It, yep. This is, reminds us of our childhood when we're in class and we have to digest boring. Schoolhouse boring rock. Stuff. It's yep. like yep. schoolhouse yeah. rock. So they do that 70s kind of thing to kind of get our attention. How a bill become a law or, and all that. All that. So I, you, I loved it. It was yeah. a very nostalgic in that part. Do you use I that have, kind of stuff, Sam? No. No? Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, we've got better stuff now. Okay. Um, I, I do have a question. Okay, so now that they talked about the multiverse, Loki is not a Nexus being in the comics, right? This one is not, no. no. Okay. There is a Loki yeah. version that is a Nexus being. Okay. I'm glad I asked this question then. Yeah, me too. So, but also, again, the 616 comic book universe is not this universe, even though they do have references and everything else to, to the source material. It's it, it's source material. But we don't. So what I mean is, Lady Loki could be very well a Nexus being. In fact, that's I'm gonna put this out there as one of my uh, theories. I think she is a Nexus being that is going to be help partially responsible for what's going to happen in the multiverse and stuff. Sean, do you know what a Nexus being is? Kind of. Yeah, we, we talked. Me and David talked about it before a little bit. So yeah, I kind of understand it. So since David, you put that out there, I'm going to say that I think this Loki mm-hmm. is being um, he's to catch that Nexus Loki, right? Mm-hmm. And Sam, since you asked that question, we have listeners like 
Nicole and Jennifer that listen to this show and your friends. So please explain it. So, cause we're here to help everyone except just me. So, so please go ahead and ex- explain what a nexus. Oh, David will probably do it better than me, but the way I understand it is a nexus being is basically somebody that has a version of them in all of the different timelines in the multiverse, right? Mm-hmm. So like the Scarlet Witch, there's multiple versions of the Scarlet Witch in every timeline. Um, and so, <laughs> so, all right. So next is being, so they're, they're, they're individual entities that one, they're kind of, kind of similar across all of the multiverse and they have the ability to affect the probability of the future of the timeline. So meaning that, uh, they're kind of like a set, like a center force of the timeline. Like, okay. does their timeline revolve around them? Correct. Uh, yes. Yeah. Because they can alter the flow of the of the universal time stream. And so. you, even going back to WandaVision, because I do watch a couple of videos that break down the Scarlet Witch is absolutely yeah. right. This they, part one, of one of the, one of the just... commercials was for the Nexus pill, which helps with moods and like that. So it could it fits into the same thing that we're talking about, right? Moods, yes. time timelines, kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I watch a few videos try to help me with, to understand this stuff. But yeah, that I and that made sense because the Nexus we talked about it when we did one division, but we didn't really dive into it. And it makes a lot more sense now. So thank you guys for that. So and I, and I just also want to put it out there to the fans. So and being a Nexus being also doesn't mean you're like this god tier, you know, omega powerful being whatsoever. Scarlet Witch is is a exception to the rule. She's very very powerful. So is King the Conqueror. Those are very highly uh, powerful Nexus beings, but we've had Nexus beings like uh, like Vision. There are different Vision and different multiverse. He was a Nexus being, but he has the same power level as the current Vision that we knew. Um, same with 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 Loki and stuff. I mean, they're they're, they're so doesn't mean that all Nexus beings are going to be hard for the TVA to deal with or to handle. It really comes down to that power level mm-hmm. that those the types of beings that are giving them trouble. So, like, you know, we'll see in the future, Kane the Conqueror, when we get introduced to him in Ant-Man and the Wasp, um, he's a he's a huge trouble for the TVA, even in the comic book realm and stuff. So is the Scarlet Witch and stuff. So um, so just want to put that out there. Nexus okay. beings doesn't mean also you're this, like, God-tier entity and stuff okay. out there. No, um, not always. But Kane the Conqueror is definitely the biggest issue for the TVA in the comics. He's, like... The number one variant they're always trying to. You don't think so, Chris? No, no, I, he is one of them. But there's a if you all right. So read, read Richards. Uh, <laughs> he 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 pulled a. Uh, I, I want to say he, he pulled a, a, a Rick and Morty, but he did this before Rick and Morty. He created his own council of all the Reed Richards and stuff, and he basically just. I mean, yeah. He doesn't have to necessarily be a bad guy. King the Conqueror is absolutely a thorn in yes. their in their in their side. He is a hard being to take down, and they they have trouble. But Richards, his intellect and his power base is a little too much for them to handle, including the timekeepers themselves. So you guys are going to have to point me into some source material for that yeah, because I'm, I did not know that about Reed Richards. I'm so glad we do this show. The Jeez. Council of Reeds. That's what I was trying to think of. Yes, the Council of Reeds. Yes. Wow. Yeah, it's 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 almost like, you know, a lot of people look at certain characters and they think that they're good, where they're right. actually not. And Reed Richards is not a good dude. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> OK, I've only ever seen him in the one but, couple of movies. I mean, if we want to wow. talk about Fantastic Four as a, a group, they all have their moments where yeah. they 
irritate the hell out of me. Yeah, it was done by Fox. I'm sorry. So, yeah, 100%. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, in the comics too. Like, yes. Oh. yes. You, you know who I thought played the on the big screen the most uh, accurate portrayal of what Reed Richards should have been, and it wasn't even a Marvel movie. It was Doctor Manhattan. His um, from the Watchmen. Yeah. That was Reed Richards. That was his personality. He don't really care. I mean, he has a understanding that he is better than everybody, and he acts as if he doesn't have to deal with like you know your your sympathy or anything. Like you're really technically ants to him. And how do you have emotions for ants if they die or they fall? I mean, you don't your 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 comprehension level is so much higher. And which no makes empathy. you a jerk. Which yeah, which makes you a jerk in a. Hor- could be a horrible person to the wrong to the wrong interaction and stuff. That's Reed Richards and stuff. So, all right, we will we'll have to come back to that because we have like we will, 40, yeah. we have like forty five yeah. minutes of the of the move of the of the show left. So let's continue. So they move on. They go into the to the trial. Right. Well, the one guy doesn't have his ticket gets melted because just because he doesn't have his ticket, then blames the guy telling him to take a ticket. So I thought that was great. Loki freaks out and has his ticket. Then they walk into the judge's chambers to where he's going to have to answer for his crimes. Who wants to take this scene? Go ahead. Anyone. I know Chris does. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm actually. Um, so behind the judge is to me more important than what was being said at that exact point. Um, this is the three faces of um, the timekeepers. Um, the one directly in the center is David. Is it vast or mast? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. yeah but if you look at his face, it's the only time I've ever seen it where it's got a different expression. Then even if you see the three that are holding up um, uh, the, the actual, the time, <laughs> in that in that other scene, um, you know, Loki drops the line about um, anyone can tell the difference between two different uh, Tony Stark's colognes, which I thought was a great nod back to Ant Man mentioning it. Um, <laughs> you wearing <know>, axe? <laughs> yeah, you're wearing axe, which takes you back to the exact scene of when Loki takes the Tesseract, um, and. Basically, it's explained that what can be done in the TVA and what cannot be done. Um, the only thing is he is not really um, about to go to trial. We don't know what the next step would have been if we don't see the introduction of Mobius uh, come in and basically take him from going to wherever. I don't know what that next step would have been. Sham! It was a sh- look. TVA is <laughs> sus to me. I'm gonna say it now. The TVA is sus. 100%. Yes. Well, okay. I think that trial was a sham to all. Break- <laughs> it was part to break down Loki. That's what that was. So, can was I dive that. into the judge? Yes, please. Okay. So when they, I think her name's Imbatha Law. That's how you say her R- name, right? Ravana. No, no, Imbatha Law is the actress. So oh, when they when they announced that she was going to be part of the series, they didn't say who she was going to be, but they said she would be the leading lady in it. So that tells me that, okay, she's probably going to be our antagonist. They did call her Judge Renslayer, which gives us the connection that she is Ravana Renslayer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty obvious. 
Um, and for anybody listening that may not know, Ravana Renslayer is the love interest of King the Conqueror, like um, Chris said earlier. Uh, King the Conqueror basically wants to control all timelines. So if he's got the judge of this version of the TV or of the TVA, like as his love interest. Uh, yeah, that's the only thing is we don't know what part this is of her because right. she, uh, as this version is a nasty divorce, I guess. You yes. Say. <laughs> so it could be that she is totally scheming behind the scenes and she doesn't want Loki interfering in what she's trying to plan or plot with. King, huh. I know we know he's coming into the MCU. Wow, he is. So, he's coming. So, David, you're saying that whole thing was just a setup to for Loki? I, I feel, I feel that. Way. So, just bear with me because this is this is fan theory theory at this point from me. Um, the 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 court appearance, the it's all everything that Loki was experienced was to show. The, the power of the team that he didn't have power to get compliance. Yeah. And the first thing okay. you do is okay. you take away someone's uh, their thought process that they have any control or any power and stuff and that you, their life is in your hands. And how do you, you couldn't do that? Owen Wilson couldn't effectively do his interview mm-hmm. with Loki without the, I th- think without that interference scene of him okay. being guilty, him watching the other prisoner being melted. Not melted. I melted is uh what the grandmaster does. And to me <laughs> that makes reset. it yeah. That makes it even more important that they pointed out to like from just my perspective that they pointed out that his aura was red because he wants to be in control of his narrative. He mm-hmm. like that that's what his red aura means. He wants to manipulate his environment. Well guess what? This is all a steps of the TVA saying, guess what? You're in our hand. You don't have control over yourself. You're, you're ours right now. Um, Perfect. So I I love it, but I'm just saying there's sus. Super sus. Super sus. (laughs) Yeah. We did skip over the scene of where um, there's, everyone was stabbed with the little girl. Oh yeah. That was weird. So the little girl, um, she's in, in the, the church. church, and that's oh, where oh, that's, oh, that's right. I'm sorry, Morbius. With, with the with the with the mirror with the window that I asked you guys who's who's the devil because you know where my head went immediately was to Mephisto because they're gonna try to get him in here somehow. Yeah, but it was, it was it was it was a red devil. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. It's, it's ahead, amazing that no, just a Kate Kate Harren, I think is her name. Um, she had to come out and say that there is no Mephisto in this show. <laughs> yeah. um, they dropped the word nightmare yeah. in their walk and talk and said it's in a different department. Um, it is the same director that is doing um, that does did doc, or is doing Doctor Strange. Michael Waldron, right? Yeah, so there's yeah. a tie-in with uh, Nightmare within that possibly, but there is enough Easter eggs within this own um, mm-hmm. So everyone was focusing on that, but if there, were, I think, and even on our chat, um, I, I, David, I had sent to you or to Sean that it's it's an old version of right. the mythical, Loki. yeah, Loki. So yeah. you the trickster, Loki? yeah, the trickster devil, the demon, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, Loki has yeah. the horns in, yeah. in his uh, costume. Sorry, I missed that scene. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. I just thought because. Yeah. You know, everybody's the whole Mephisto thing, and right. better than that. Okay, yeah, no, no, I, I definitely knew that that was version of Loki. Um, well, I didn't, Sam. So good for you. 
Okay, so <laughs> what do you think that like what was the significance of that girl though? Do you think there was any significance? Is she just part? I think it kind of showed a, kind of what kind of power Mobius has. It was kind of showing what he could do, and what and, and that's kind of how I took it. He was like, "But he, maybe he does have some control, of some stuff." That's how I kind of took it. The way he was talking to her, telling her it's going to be okay and to get out of there. So I don't know. It, that's how I read it. Yeah, but sense. she felt sketched to me too, though. Yeah. So okay, I'm 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 gonna put this out there. I I have tr- I had trouble for a long time. I I don't I didn't know that I was a little girl. I thought that was a, a little boy. So <laughs> this it was France. I, I don't know. Like it just I I just thought I was a little boy. That's just kind of where I'm. But you guys are saying girl, so I, I'll go with it. I mean, we'll just it, we're not assuming anybody's gender. We can just say the child. The child. You know, gender fluid. It could be whatever it is and stuff. So. <laughs> But I love the reference, you know, the devil comes bearing gifts. You know, the child had, the, you know, the, the blue bubble gum from a, a different era, a different century. <laughs> so that, that part was interesting as well. Um, kind of really showed that this um, being was, is absolutely jumping through different timelines and stuff. And so, the, and it looks like that there is laying traps. So it's not like they're trying to... I, we don't know what the accomplishment is here, but we do know they're laying traps to collect TVA uh, their, you know, their their weapons and power because you know they said uh, instantly that the reset device is missing, um, and so yeah, I think there's a purpose for collecting all of those things and stuff from the TVA. And I mean, mm-hmm. as soon as Mobius found out that Loki was brought into the TVA, he was like, "We gotta go. Let's go." Mm-hmm. Gotta get there. Yeah, he was. He yeah. That's like a. So and after that, e- Easter. Well, oh, sorry, I was going to do an Easter egg. So when the guy gave him the file that says you know Loki was apprehended, if you looked on the file, when it tells you you know Loki's name, you know um, the, uh, La- I, I hate Lofenson. saying that Lawfenson. Thank you. Yeah. Um, he's a frost. You know, he's from. He, he, you know, he's not Asgardian. Uh, they have frost the, giant. Yep, they have all of they have all of all of his files, and even says under gender fluid. Um, so, which means Loki is gender fluid, and throughout the multiverse, the sacred multi, you know, the sacred timeline and stuff. So, there's some female Lokis and stuff, and it was a, actual a big tell. It was it was proving that before we actually got to see the female version of Loki. So, yep. They, they were telling so, us there's Lady Loki out there. Mm-hmm. So for something um, on there also, it ended his timeline at 2099. Yes. Which is a, another comic uh, reference. Mm-hmm. Not an egg, know. not an Issa egg, but a comic book reference. It's a okay, whole storyline. I was take you guys to watch this episode and you pick out mm-hmm. stuff like that. I just saw us at apprehended. That's all I saw. Okay, so sh- <laughs> sure. I'm going to give you something so that you're going to keep going. And hopefully maybe, maybe the fans of oh, fans, yeah. uh, our listeners will, will also pick up on this. Um, so in multi times that we've seen and go back and watch other movies. So Loki, when he is there. Okay. And physically a being Loki is right-handed. Okay. Anytime he does something with his left hand, it is a variant of Loki. Loki used his left hand to stab Thanos. Loki used his left hand in multiple 
major scenes throughout the MCU. So knowing that, just keep it in the back of your head. Don't make it part of the show <laughs> as you watch certain things. I love the face that I'm getting from Sean. I'm but just so There is a lot of... Man. We need to put this out somewhere so people can watch us record this one because Chris <laughs> is just all smiles the whole time and he's so excited and and I'm just like so confused. Well, it's also exciting. <laughs> you get you get David's going. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and it seems like oh yeah, that's right. And yeah. just giving me. <laughs> I'm just god dang man. Oh, who cares if he's a writer left-handed? Obviously, Chris already does. So I well, mean, <laughs> well, it's telling. It's I telling. Guess. So think it's about tell, like yeah. when he went to use his magic, Sean. I want you to go back and I want you to watch that scene when he went to use his magic. Okay, I will. And realized it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Well, which, which hand was he using? <laughs> I'll, I'll have to go check now, and I'll do that because I've only watched it two and a half times, but I will watch it again and probably again and again, so I can catch up with you guys. But so back to the trial, we're at that point right there. Where he's yep. trying to use his power. Mobius <laughs> walks in, according to David and whatever you guys all kind of agree with him that that was all set up as a ploy to get Mobius to to give him because she even says don't mess this up or whatever. You know he exp- he explains to B fifteen I need to take him. Don't mess this up. I feel something there. He takes Loki and then starts the, like he I guess debriefing or the interview I guess yeah. you would call it. What, yeah, so he ta- it. Yeah, he takes him to this kind of interview room and stuff. And um, uh, no, you know Loki, you know being obstinate as he is, uh, this is the first time we get to kind of see the time twister in action when Loki tries to attack him and he rewinds time, and Loki goes right back to where he was. You know the the you know, the five steps that he, he was previously and stuff. And so he's like, and, and, and Mobius is like, you know, just have, have a seat. Go ahead. Let's, let's kind of talk about, uh, about you. And so he asked him, you know, uh, one, one of the pivotal lines I, I actually liked cause it was kind of repeated and it was kind of a theme was, do you like, do you enjoy killing people? Um, there's, yeah, there's, there's going to be a lot to that and stuff because it's not, first of all, we got, we got to remember that the, the story arc of the Loki that we kind of all grew to kind of like and enjoy is definitely not this one. Mobius knows the story arc of the full picture of the whole Loki and stuff. He calls him a pussycat, which I thought was hilarious. He says, <laughs> so he says, you're just a, you're just a pussycat. You're not even that strong. According to him. I think but that was just, you, rile, just, just yeah. it was just to rile him up. So, well, of course, I mean, you yeah. would rile up. The, it's, it's almost like um saying like you, you, you're, you, it's like saying, you know, Mike Tyson's career, right? You, <laughs> you know how, where he is right now today, this old, you know, older gentleman, he's wiser and everything. I know that, but then if I go back and talk to the 23-year-old Mike Tyson and I call him a pussycat, I'm going to get a reaction to yeah. that. Yeah, so he's trying to break him. He's breaking him down and stuff yeah. and trying in his own way because he knows who he is and stuff. Mm-hmm. That, let's do a vibe check on Mobius. Do you think that Mobius is – Do you, I, I get the, the vibe that Mobius knows that there's some sketch stuff happening in the TVA and he is – trying to kind of work behind the scenes. So I think there are some, some infighting, possibly some infighting going on in the TVA. I'm not sure what side Mobius is, but I'm, I'm liking his character so far. Mm-hmm. So. I, I, I will say, I saw um, a video of a breakdown of this and someone said that they even looked up Mobius and Mobius isn't even in like the Marvel encyclopedia. 
he's like he's like he wasn't in there when you look through it to see. That's what this guy said on this video on the big Marvel encyclopedia, but but like or there's barely anything about him. So no one, like you said, David, no one really knows who he is. So he may be Kang the Conqueror in a, in a disguise. Here, I'll throw that out there. You're welcome. There you go. <laughs> <clears throat> So uh, yeah, so he so he Sam's so they, now I think so they sit down they they they're reviewing on this really kind of weird projector screen. Look like the old stuff. Apple. T- look at the old Apple computer. The, yeah, the, with the, the little low, it had it had the little yeah. loading little uh, oh. uh yeah the gray real to real little real to real things in there yeah. But it was projecting in 3D and stuff, and it's kind of showing first right off the bat <laughs> with the moment he got caught by the Avengers. The the little spin, little camera spin. I, I love uh, that was that. Was, I love that part. That really highlighted oh, the way he beat him down. I was like, he looks lost some of your greatest hits, and like it's just like all these bad things happening. Like, absolutely, hey, absolutely, all the worst stuff you know that was yeah. happening to Loki. And stuff. well, here's here, here's your mom dying. So, I mean, let's just let's just show you every bad thing that's happened to you. You know, and from there, that's the part. That's a moment just for the you know. I'm, I'm sure the fans know because they were showing it. That did not happen to this this Loki yet. That the Thor with the with the dark. I didn't dark think world. so. Okay, I didn't think that so. did not I, happen yet. Yeah, I so. wasn't sure. Okay. Okay, so I'm kind of wishing I hadn't looked this up. <laughs> was I right? So Mobius was some something. So in the comics, some things were happening with the TVA, and he was going. He was looking at a demotion because he lost the files for the Fantastic Four or whatever, and um. Then he sought employment with the King Dynasty. You're welcome. Yeah, I told uh, you. Uh, okay. I don't know though. I don't know though. Sean knew it all along. There you go. The Marvel yeah. is the Marble God. It was <laughs> it was Mobius all along. There no. You go. Yep. Um, so that is how you know one of the storylines goes in the wow. comics, but wow. but <laughs> What the hell does he want with Loki? World domination. Well, that's what Kang wants. Kang the Kang, Conqueror wants well, he wants to conquer all the timelines. But if he's part of that Kang dynasty, then he probably wants the same thing. Oh my god, I'm actually contributing. Let's go. <laughs> I want to know what Chris is thinking because he's just like I'm shaking his head at me. I'm three three scenes ahead. <laughs> um, I would like to, I, if it's okay, I just wanted to give uh, a, something that I didn't catch at that during that scene. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I just want to give credit uh, to someone who pointed out to me, um, uh, Joshua Cruz, who I met on Clubhouse, um, and we started talking Marvel. And he's like, Did you catch the Josta Cola <laughs> scene? And I didn't. And then I, I put it, I, he sent me information, I sent it in the chat. And it was like I gave a birthday gift to David. So, <laughs> David, oh, why don't you explain that part? <laughs> oh, my gosh. So. You guys can't see right now, but David has his name on the screen as Blurred Hulk. Jostacola is nasty. Yep. And it is. <laughs> it's fact. It's fact. So Jostacola is a cola from my from my timeline and my my our memory of the 90s and stuff. Um, it, was, it was a Pepsi. It was Pepsi who put out Jossa or, yeah. So it so there was there was this big war that happened in the '90s was the energy drink wars where all these pop uh, 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 companies were you know trying to compete with each other you know we had we had Surge Jolt 
uh, Cola. We have Josta, which was short-lived. Um, I was trying to explain to people what Josta tastes like. And the best thing I can I can come up with was um, it tasted like uh, nasty liquid burnt cigarettes. <laughs> and I and I, I can only imagine what I imagine burnt cigarettes to taste like if it was in liquid form. It, was, it, it, really, it really was gross. It really was gross. And but yeah, uh, but yeah. So Mobius is drinking it. There's an unopened one there. He he tried to offer up to Loki, and Loki's passed. Um, but yeah, it's, and it just kind of shows like they, there's probably a, a break room in the TVA where they get snacks from any and every timeline that there is and stuff. And, and he chose Jasta. Well, and so doing, he, he's a little suspect for that too. They're doing a great, I mean, it just in one episode mm-hmm. of a retro futuristic feel. Yes. Um, absolutely. you know, the, the computer, it, like you were just mentioning, um, mm-hmm. the soda reference, uh, there is something with another. I think there's a box on that table that I have to go back and check that out. But they're doing, um, and it also ties into the scene of the heist. Yes, DB Cooper. Yes, DB Cooper. Um, which I hope this is the beginning of unsolved mysteries in the rest of our world. It was always Loki. <laughs> Absolutely, that would be great. <laughs> so, for for those of you who don't know who uh, DB Cooper is, um, it's, it's an alias, but it's based on a real story. Um, so, here on the West Coast, um, uh, there's a passenger who actually uh, hijacked a flight with a note. Uh, this is back in the seventies, I believe. This took place, and they he he ran off with. Uh, he was able to free the hostages in exchange for I'm not sure how much money. I think it was like $300,000 at the time or something like that. And for parachutes. And so after that happened, he freed the hostages. They were, he was allowed to take off uh, with the flight crew and they're, you know, they're flying over the Pacific Northwest. uh, And he managed just like we see in the, uh, the, the recap there, to jump out of the airplane with a briefcase full of money. And we've never, and this is a real true mystery. We've never found DB Cooper. He was dubbed DB Cooper. Uh, All we found was uh, fragments of money peppered for miles and miles throughout the Northwest and stuff. Nobody, no parachutes, no, no, nothing. That was it. It was a disappearing act and stuff, and it was gone. So I love the fact that you know when he jumped, you know he's getting ready to jump out. He's like, okay, Thor, Heimdall, my brother, you better be ready and stuff. And then he gets swooped up in the Bifrost. That that was just classic because it really showed that DB Cooper did disappear. It's a real life thing. Um, there's some mis- murder mystery, not murder mystery. There's some mystery uh, crime podcasts that love talking about this and have their theories about it. And it's pretty fun, p- fun to follow. But it's you're like, how did this dude get? I mean, we don't know what happened to him. So he could be out there. He he could be Kevin Feige, and he's the head of Marvel. And they was like, I'm about to have my confession played out on on yeah on one of my shows. So I, I, I don't know. It, it's so- interesting. It sounds like Chris is wanting another series, though, 
like unsolved stories of Loki. Yeah, like Loki did the Lufthansa heist. Loki yeah. <laughs> pulled the trigger on Kennedy. Oh, it's all him. It was, it was Loki all along. Every, he, he, he put he put Jimmy Hoffa in. <laughs> yeah, it was Loki. <laughs> yeah, that Y'all was, are yeah. awful. David, oh, after the show, maybe we start writing that show. Oh my god, there's all. Wait, wait a second. We could totally make this. Okay, we're gonna have to talk. Harvey Oswald, I love it. How, how, how petty would it have been if you know Loki had reservations to the the Kennedy Theater and he got bumped because Lincoln wanted the skybox and something else happens after? I, I'm Wait, not gonna, stop I'm talking. Not nope. spoil. I'm not gonna Save spoil. your ideas because I've got an idea. We'll talk about it after the show. Sounds good. <laughs> All right, so yeah, so you get the actual film of Loki's uh, timeline Mm -hmm. of everything going through, Um, and they harped on the. They kept showing the um, the the bad parts, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, You hear his his neck snap Mm -hmm. of of Thanos. Mm -hmm. Um, The part where his brother doesn't believe that he is there because he needs him. And he throws the rock. Mm-hmm. That part actually, though, if you look at it, when they show Thor, he's smiling. And when they go to the close-up on Loki, he's smiling because that's when Thor forgave him. Mm-hmm. Um, that was emotional. That was great acting. I thought that yeah. that whole that with his mom and and they, they've, they've, there's been pictures out there of the three different scenes. How he was sad when his mom died, and then when he died, and then he was happy with that happy face with talking to Thor. I thought it was. All these shows have been so damn good. So, and it worked. It, it emotion, you know, it was a part of emotional manipulation. This is why mm-hmm. the TV is sus in my book. But, um, but yeah, but yeah. In, but in between, sus. but in between that, you know, that's when uh, you know B fifteen came in and said, you know, we have a problem, and you know there was you know this little uh, slide of hen. If you weren't paying attention. Loki uh, pickpocket. I did see it. I did see it the yeah. second time. <laughs> and took yeah, and took the time twister and stuff. Um, as he like, I'll be right back. You know, stay here. And he went out into the hall to talk to B fifteen. And this is where Loki plotted his great escape. And for me, he said one of the the unrelated Easter egg lines that I've no one I've heard talk about and stuff. Uh, when he spots uh, Casey, the guy who he turned over the Tesseract to, pushing his little cart into his office, he and, and right when he, you know, right when he kind of blips his time, uh, that's where we see, uh, I believe, is uh, Peggy Carter being escorted yeah. by the TVA. Lady in the blue dress looks like that's Peggy. Pretty damn, we, that's pretty damn obvious. Come we on, we don't, yeah, we don't really know. They didn't confirm that that was her. She all, she was trying to go back and get her some more cap. No, Can't maybe, blame her. Maybe she convinced Cap. She's the reason why Cap stayed. And you know, maybe but, she. So she's the one who didn't want him to be frozen because she wanted America's yeah. ass. <laughs> so we we don't know. That could be her. It looked like her. It, they, it's it's very well planted Easter egg if it was. But um, so he he sees Casey and he goes and follows Casey and creeps up on him and he tries to scare <laughs> Casey. And does Casey said, remind you of the guy from Office Space? <laughs> uh, Michael Scott or Dwight? No, not the office. Oh, office um, space. Office space. The guy with the stapler. He reminded me oh, of the guy. He reminded Michael me of the Bolton. guy from one of No, the stapler dude. 
No, Casey's more personality than that. He dude. reminds me of the stapler. What does he say, David? What's the one that you blew my mind? I had to go back after you sent it. So he looked him dead in his eye and says, you know, you know, give me the attack strike. I'm like, I'm going to gut you like a fish. Casey, Casey. this line is verbatim, line for line, what Ghostface says to Casey Becker, who's yep. played by Drew Barrymore in Scream. I mean, the two Casey, exactly, you know, same way and everything else. I don't know why that line is in there. It drove me insane because I'm like, Wait, is a screenwriter is on yeah. on the show? Is there a producer? Is what's the Drew Barrymore? Is she married to someone who's connected? I can't find the connection, but it was line for line. I'm going to cut you like a fish, Casey. What's a fish? <laughs> yes, and then Casey' response is the ultimate. Like, what? What's a fish? I need to know how how scared I should be, or you know, before I turn over what you're asking for. So, yeah, so he basically just said, it means I'm going to kill you. And right. so he shows them. So he this is the scene where we all get revealed about the truth about the Infinity Stone. So he lifts up What's the, the lock box <laughs> and we see, he hands him the Tesseract and we see our Loki sees a bunch of Infinity Stones just chilling <clears> in <throat> the box. Not powered. They're just a bunch of rocks. And he's like, wait, what the <laughs> wait, what? So he had that moment of, um, you know, you know, we got to saw it on his face and stuff. And he says, like, is this the most powerful you know, place in, you know, in the world? Like the disbelief was like there because Loki's very familiar with the power of all of the affinity stones and stuff. And did Casey, you notice did but, you notice on the on the stones that most of them were green? There was a variety of like there's a, most of them. If you look at them, if you look at them all, yeah. most of them were green, which okay. was the time stone. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of multiverses and stuff. And so yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of variants who yeah. use those stones right. in, in a very time breaking way. So that's why they have them. And the case he said, most of the guys here, they use them as paperweights. They have no power here. You know, like I said, it's it's back to my battery scenario. If it's not yeah. in the CD player, it's just the battery is just out. Yep. It has nothing. no power. It's nothing. You can chuck it, you know, and do whatever you want with it and stuff. There's no, it's not powered until you put it inside its container, which is the multiverse. Um, so yeah, so yeah, so that's where you know Loki is like uh, coming to the realization, like, yeah, this is wait, where where am I? Like right. really, like mm-hmm. this is is this the most powerful you know place in the in the world and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some Easter eggs. Do you guys want to talk about the Easter eggs that were in the box there? Heck yeah. I missed it the first time. So the, the first one, <laughs> it stuck out to me the most, which was so, so if you're a baseball fan, um, there's a, there's a baseball card under one of the affinity stones and it's a picture. It's a painted picture of, uh, the world famous baseball player called Hon- Honus Wagner. Mm-hmm. Um, the baseball card came out in uh, it's like 19. I don't know, it was the tobacco I, baseball cards back correct. then. Yeah, so Honus Wagner plays for Pittsburgh, and it is. And the reason why it's so notable is because it's the world's most expensive uh baseball card, it's worth like almost four million dollars on, on the market, which you know, you know, Babe Roof, all, all those other cards don't. Are, 
Oh my god! Um, sorry, those who couldn't see that, I just had a, that was a, a Hulk sneeze. I had a Hulk <laughs> sneeze attack, and I couldn't mute myself it's, fast enough. It's four million dollars is the worth of the card. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, four four million dollars. Nineteen thirty three. Thank you, nineteen thirty three. So. <clears throat> Um, yeah, so he plays for Pittsburgh. He's yeah, so he's a famous baseball player, and the card is extremely valuable because you can't really find any of them. You can find a lot of Babe Ruth cards out there, not a lot, but uh, enough for them to be high value. But uh, Holness Wagner, good luck if if you're the one that's holding that that rare bird. Um, it's 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 a it's, it's almost an invaluable baseball card uh, for you know a little four inch by you know Wayne, Wayne Gretzky owned it yeah and then he sold it to Kendrick the owner of the Arizona Diamondbacks actually oh jeez yeah who owns it now so it's a it's a covet, it's a coveted card but yeah it was sitting there in the box like it's no big deal like it just was another piece of the the memorabilia they collect from the deviants and so I'm there's sure a there's a story chip in there. Yeah, there, there's a Medal of Honor um, in there. There's a poker chip. There, there's a lot of things in there. I, I, I couldn't figure out. You know, yeah, there was a know. compass, I think, and there was like a like an old style pistol, like a yeah. pirate's pistol. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Think so, it could have belonged to Captain Jack. <laughs> <laughs> what about Red? Captain Jack's oh. gonna kill Namor. Oh, come on. No! <laughs> oh, no. had a great week with Namor. Come on. Yeah. That was that oh, that was better than my Star Kiss Tuna joke I was gonna make. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't um, need my City heart. Rooms, I think it's at this point. Sorry, could be wrong if it might be on the card on Yeah, the, you are wrong. Back, back on the table. But there's the number, the T upside, it's upside down. It says T. 372 and it, you see it like two or three times throughout the episode and that references back to thor number 372 which is the first appearance of the tva in the marvel comic book yep so that was pretty pretty cool nice. that's a cool easter egg there's there's a lot of numbers that mean yep. a lot um so i'm only going to touch real quick on this part because it's too deep. But the number nine is very significant in this show. And I I even figured out something else the other day. Um, why it came to me while I was taking a shower. Who knows? But um, so great things in, happen in the shower. Yeah. The it, you know, the nine nine uh, references the nine realms. Um, so there's the nine circles in all the documents. Um, it's always pointing to the center. Um, Loki has, uh, nine, there's nine infinity stones at one point that they're showing. So nine is repeated over and over and over. And I'm trying to figure out what it is down to the point that Marvel released the, in, so on that Twitter account I shared with you guys mm-hmm. about Miss minutes, okay. Miss minutes. And it says, never forget a six upside down in one of them. Mm-hmm. Yep. I saw that. Yep. The date that this was released was June 9th. June 9th. So it's it's all the way through with this Holy number crap, nine you're right. method. The power of <laughs> Marvel so, or MCU writers. Damn. Yeah. Um, but the nine realms is going to become a very important lead-in, which mm-hmm. will also take us down the crazy road to Secret Wars. 
Oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yep. So, and for those for those who don't, uh, as far as the reference, when uh, Mobius was asking him, like, what 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 is your aspirations? Where you want to do? And he's like, I want to be the king of Midgard. Um, you know, and Mobius just which he says is his rightful. <laughs> Like he's the rightful heir of Midgard. No, you're not. Sorry. And and Midgard is Earth. Mobius did kind of make sure that that was clear to the fans who were watching and stuff. So, um, yeah. So Midgard, Midgard is Earth. It's one of the nine realms that Asgardians, Odin, you know, he he's ruler of. And then he went on to say, "I I want to be the king of the nine realms." And that's where Mobius hit him with that very dismissive, uh, "Oh, you want to be the king of space." Okay, <laughs> what's after that? <laughs> King of Space. Oh, that's that's interesting. I love that scene so much. I did think, though, for a quick second, I went back to Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Torres, and I was like, "You think Caps in space with uh with uh, Nick Fury? <laughs> Are we tying it all together? WandaVision, we got Nick Fury there, and then we're joking about Cap being there, and now Loki wants to be the King of Space. The King of Space." <laughs> Yeah, so I, I I I love that interaction. So dismissive. So like, it was like it was almost like, oh, she, she you should have shot a little higher and so, or something. Just like the King of Space. Oh, okay. So then what? It happily ever after, you know? Like, right. You know. And so and he goes into that you know that that soliloquy about you know how um, it's it's a it's an illusion, you know, peace and all that stuff, and the the forks in the roads, and people always tend to make the wrong choice and stuff. And then Mobius just pointed that right back at him, like kind of why you're here, right? <laughs> you chose the wrong path, and here here you are sitting in front of me and stuff. So Mobius is quick; he he's quick with it mm-hmm. and stuff. He knows Loki's full of crap. And when he talks and stuff, and and it doesn't, fall, it, 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 he's immune to it. So I love he's him. not falling for his trickster ways. No, right. not at all, not at all. He throws it right back at him and stuff. Um. So after he he tries to escape, he comes back, and um, that's where B fifteen comes in, and they battle and fight, and he takes off his uh his little um I don't know yeah he has the collar and slaps it on her, and he he decides to have a little trickster fun. By uh, doing a little DJing with the the time twister <laughs> and stuff, as you as you hear her saying stop 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 stop, yeah. it, stop 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 it stop it, he's like yeah, <laughs> it, it, it was a little, it was a, it was kind of messed up, but it was funny at the at the time too. So I'm not sure what happens after. So that's when he that's when he. Um, he plays that, you know, he, he himself plays that scene where Thanos is breaking his neck and everything right. else. And he kind of realized what his fate was going to be and everything else. And that's where he kind of sits down. Yeah. End of foul, which also, you know, there's kind of a pseudonym for end of life because yep. foul and life is interchangeable. Uh, so yeah. So he sat down and that's when um, Mobius Maybe. comes back in with his uh, melting stick or <laughs> the, the reset <laughs> stick. <laughs> It says, hey, buddy, how are you doing? <laughs> Tells him that he wants him to help him. He says, we brought you here to help us find a variant. A, a variant. Yes. And then he said, and he said who is that? It's it's Loki. It's you. You. Yep. And then, it goes to the, you? and then it goes to the scene. I'm not sure. I don't remember. Oh, Oklahoma, like in 1850 or something like that. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> then the time yes. the people come back in there. And was that Loki and under the cloak? What do you guys think? 
We we don't knew, but we do was know that King? you know. So they, they, was it they saw this. Was it King? Was it Mephisto? Was it Agatha? Was it, it, it Wanda? Pretty, was it White? It Calm down, Sean. Breathe. <laughs> it could have been Lady Loki, but I thought it was kind of cool. They 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 picked up the signature on that that device. That looks like kind of a futuristic shovel that was in the mm-hmm. ground on the oil fields, and they traced it from the third century, so three thousand the year three thousand and stuff, and so. Um, so, you know, that was cool. And they were able, you know, so then they speculated like, Oh, somebody thought they can come back and discover oil or make themselves a bear or whatever and stuff. So, so like Chris said, when you're watching going forward, pay attention to left and right hand usage. Yeah. It'll help you determine whether it's a variant or whether it is Loki. Okay. Yeah. So then, then everyone thinks the show's over and this is where my head exploded. <laughs> um, I'm not going to go into the details, um, but if you read the as the credits come on, everything that is on those screens and there's tons of information, everything means something. Um, if you want to go down that rabbit hole, by all means, pause it like I do. And um, but here, the one that I saw that it was actually written upside down. It has it's a scene of. Remember, like, uh, here are all the words you've ever said. And it's written upside down. I assure you, brother, the sun will shine on us again. And that's wow. the last words to Chris, talk. are you getting choked up? No, nah, I don't get emotional over Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's Spider-Man. Oh. <laughs> no. You knew that was coming. No, no, no. But um, when he said that to him, um, so he, that's written upside down. Mm-hmm. And then there's a like an axe drawing of for what I took as Stormbreaker. Yeah, because that's what that that line was for. Yep. So just little Easter eggs that I think uh, will keep me up at night. I think this show has more than WandaVision mm-hmm. could could do if they did three series. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I think the show is it's laying the groundwork and the explanation of one both the the multiverse and the timeline and, and how it's going to interact in this next phases of, of, of what we're going to be seeing. It's introducing so, new villains. It's yeah, yeah, I mean, there's so much, mm-hmm. and it's mind-boggling because you know, Wandavision was the first series that we got like this, and we were like, they could never top Wandavision. And then we got Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and we're like, yep. no. And now it's like, dang it. What are they doing to us with Loki? How do they keep making us drop our jaws? And, I mean, Tom Hiddleston even put out um, a video. I, I saw a video of Tom Hiddleston this week. I think you guys shared it in the chat. Uh, Sean, you might have. And he said, we are not going to believe what's to come. He said, we yeah. are not going to expect what's to come. He Basically. couldn't believe it when he read it and figured it, like when he read the script, he couldn't believe it. Right. So I am just beyond the, excited. I saw another video that, you know, like they said, Owen Wilson knew nothing about Marvel, basically. And a couple of the other characters knew nothing about Marvel or who Loki really was when they were cast. And I guess Hiddleston did like a two day like Loki introduction. They said he sat down with him like in a room and explained to them who Loki was. I thought that's cool. He also did say that episode four and five are his, are his absolute favorites. And um, he said, that's when the shit hits the fan. Basically. That's when characters will be introduced that he can't speak of uh, cast members that will be introduced that he can't say until that time. So it's going to be, I'm here for it. It's really, really, really good. Yeah. It's really good. 
there's a few actors who are actual real big Marvel fans, and and Hiddleston is one of those actors that are, are huge Marvel fans and stuff. Um, Holland is one as well as yep. Anthony Mackie. Um, mm-hmm. God, what is? Uh, I can't think of. I'm Josh I'm drawing. Oh, I'm drawing. Not the, no, not not Thanos. <laughs> Thanos was he, he was already you know, but the, but there's a few who are like actual geeks geek out on this. They're stuff. like us. Yes, yeah. ab- absolutely, and stuff. So yeah, I it's it's kind of cool cool to see. But yeah, look, uh, Tom Hiddleston gave like a two day seminar breaking down like Loki and yeah. and the whole everything and stuff. Uh, and Owen Wilson, who was actually asked earlier to play in the Marvel universe and stuff. We don't know who. Um, at least I don't know who. I, I don't. I, from what I what I've seen, I don't know who and how he would have. What his role? I, I hope it wasn't Captain America or Iron Man. He got asked for. I don't think so. But um, he's doing an amazing job with Mobius. I love it. Yeah, I like it. So, and the good thing that I'm I'm liking. So, I think everybody knows that we're going to see Kang in Ant Man and. Oh yeah, Quantum, that's coming. Yep. Quantum. Right, yep. Right Quantumania. Now. So. I hope we don't see him, but he's referenced throughout the yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. I um, mean, like already with like Ravana, where it's it's yeah, leading just that way. Touches touches of that. I think the show is definitely gonna not be what um, we're prepared for. Yeah. Um, there's gonna be tons of uh, every week of speculation, and then we'll get smacked in the face at least on Wednesdays so we can calm down by Sunday. Oh yeah, now we have time. <laughs> Oh my so, gosh! Yeah. You guys I have agree. anything? You guys have anything else to add for tonight? Yeah, I, so I, I just want to say and, and clarify, um, kind of put this out there. Like there, there's um, like in the comic book world, there's like you know you have your main story arc, you know that you know that you know from the beginning to the culmination of the the big ending and stuff. And then you have these offshoots, which are mm-hmm. kind of um, they're fillers. Um, so which means you can go without reading these and still get. And understand what's happening on the main story, but you can read these and also see the side stories of that, how it kind of builds into things. What's happening on Disney Plus kind of fills in, is kind of like those fillers and stuff. The, they do inform what what's what's happening there, but the big reveals the you know the that that big Marvel Universe stuff is going to be happening on the big screen. It's mm-hmm. it's kind of just how yeah. they do this. It's their playbook. That's how they yeah. do things and stuff. So, so think of the Disney Plus shows as supplemental things to hold us over until we yes. get the big booms. There you go. Yes. Companion, the, the companion pieces. Yes. Absolutely. And they're they're doing such an amazing job introducing source material that <sighs> makes my little comic comic mm-hmm. book girl heart. <sighs> I'll just Beat. end with there will never be a Namor Disney Plus show for a fact. Stop! <laughs> Why are you so never mean more. to me? No, you want that, Sam. You don't want a Disney Plus I, Namor show. I don't you want, want to. Well, you but you know what? Yeah, well, he's going to be on the big screen, Chris. So mm. pipe down. He is because Luca comes out when? When is Luca? Oh, really my, God. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, man. Wakanda uh, forever. Yeah. He's going to try oh, and conquer yeah. it for the Atlanteans. You want to talk about conquering all realms like King the Conqueror wants like, to. Namor wants I'm to glad conquer. we have a weekly show again on mm-hmm. a show that we get to talk about. Absolutely. 
with because it, it gives how, it's, it's how many episodes is this six this is six Yes, this is an upside six. down nine. Loki has nine. <laughs> Ooh, look at my five. And it's Chris four. is excited and that I don't four. have a reason to talk about Namor for number six nine, weeks. Number nine, <laughs> number nine, number nine. <laughs> all right, Sam, let's so let's talk about real quick. So we're gonna wrap up. Um, you can find all of our shows. You can check us out on the live stream coming out on Wednesday night. Uh, Marvel Tribe comes out on Sunday nights, extra magic hour every other Friday. Force Friday will be there. What's happening on Dizology this week? Oh, uh, you see this guy sitting to my right over here, Chris Alarde from Disney Done Differently. We <laughs> look at that face. We just recorded an episode with him that will be coming out Tuesday. So we're nice. excited. We talked about Disney foodie culture. Nice. Nice. Anyone else have anything else to add to this that, week? That uh, Josta Cola is Jill nine Snucks? letters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It actually is. <laughs> I'm looking at it on your screen. Yep. There you go. Joe Stacola. So from all of us here at the Marvel Tribe, we hope you have a great week. We'll see you next week for episode two. We have some pretty cool guests coming up here in the next couple of weeks, and uh, I'm looking forward to announcing them. But uh, from all of us here at the Marvel Tribe, have a great night. Good night, everyone. Have a good night. one. Good night. Peace.